on SEN Plus. Welcome to The Breakfast Stable. At four past seven, good morning, Jack Muller. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning. I'm with my gorgeous stable mates here. Good Sunday morning here in Melbourne. A little bit cool, a little bit dark outside. A little bit early. A little bit early. Always <laughs> is early, but we're always bright and chirpy in the studio this morning. Hope everyone is maybe just having a nice doze or maybe slightly waking up already. Um, I'm looking at beautiful Helen Riser. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, honey. <laughs> You've got, uh, we've got a very special sort of international guest on today that we're going to be yes, talking to a bit do. later on, aren't we? Very excited to speak to Glenn Hully yeah. from Project Karma. That'll be awesome. That'll be terrific. Thanks. Thanks. Gorgeous. I'm now also looking over at the very <laughs> sophisticated Pete Hilke. Good morning in your high-vis vest this morning. Sophisticated? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm trying to start off on a positive note, Petey. Oh, good. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening. Mm. And hello, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the craziness of a Sunday morning, you've mm. got to love life. You just have to love life. You've got to be like this 24-7. Don't even get sleepy or anything. No. Just wake up with us he... and enjoy the day. <laughs> Can I say the only thing I like about a Sunday morning is the fact that it takes me 11 minutes to get in Yes. rather than 30 minutes peak hour traffic. <laughs> or, unlike some of us, that can just walk 200 metres <laughs> from our off. back door to the studio. Show off. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say hello now to Miss Catherine Savazio. How are you, gorgeous? Good morning. I'm really well. A little bit delirious, but all good. <laughs> good, darling. We're going to be getting to more wellness stuff today and probably a little bit more about travel for you today as well. Absolutely looking forward to it. Oh, good to see you, darling. And we have the gorgeous Mr. Frank Hollywood Ciccone back in the studio. Good morning, guys. Everyone, how you going? We missed you last week, Frankie. Yeah, it was great. Look, I had the Rick Price concert last week, and yep. it was a, it was in Geelong, and it was amazing. But I did miss you guys. It was, I was a bit of FOMO, like just oh, you know, yeah, a bit of FOMO. <laughs> a bit of FOMO. So I'm back. Well, we're very Aww. happy that you are. We, we we love you, Frank. So it was lovely to have you back with the team. Um, so yeah, we've got a bit of an action-packed show today. We've got a lot to cover off, um, including we're going to be announcing the winner of our 400 Grady competition today as well. Great so, competition too. I know. It was awesome. It was the masterclass, wasn't it, Pete? For the yeah. uh, for the pizza? with Johnny, and it's yep. doing the margarita pizza. That's the pizza yes. that he uh, won the competition with, mm. uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Is the secret in the dough? Oh, that's the question. Well, you've got to do the masterclass to find that that's out, it. I think. Oh, that's it. Yeah. No, we'll be announcing that very shortly, actually, and we had some great response. So thank you to everyone that entered that competition on our Facebook page. Um, I was in Brisbane the last couple of days, mm. which was always it was a lo- lovely... Bris Vegas. Lo- yeah, up to Bris Vegas, went up for a little last-minute trip. And uh, I love a hotel breakfast. Mm. Oh, how good are they? Oh, the best. It, it is they so are pretty good. <laughs> the only thing I wish I could do is literally just shuffle downstairs in my dressing gown and slippers as well. <laughs> and then just to have this, you know, massive food in front of me in my dressing gown and slippers, that would actually top the whole experience off. Are you continental or fully cooked? Fully cooked. Ooh. Oh. So I actually, which I normally don't do at home, I have a very sort of basic, you know, breakfast normally. So you do tend to go a little bit more exotic when you're staying at a hotel, don't you? You yep. do. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. Now, was it scrambled eggs? Okay. Or, yeah, oh, here we go. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> so I go to the omelette station because you don't get to normally, you oh, know, you won't normally yeah. make an omelette. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to be good because, you know, I had my, I already had my chia pudding, as you do. And I went up to the omelette station and I said... Uh, I'm and sorry, it, what's a chia pudding? You know, the chia seeds <laughs> that you sort of mix in with, like, coconut milk and you let it you know, soak it overnight and you have oh, goji... Yum. Yeah, have it with goji berries and... Oh, that. wow. It's yeah, really they're, good. They're, it's like an expander. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. Chia seeds expand with moisture. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> So we're at the omelette station and the, the omelette chef, she was so grouchy. I, um, she had a very exotic um, uh, accent and she was just not happy with her life at all. She's obviously been making omelettes since 6am and she was just in no, no mood for me to then come up and say, um, can I have an omelette? But instead of... <laughs> and I said, can I have a white egg omelette? Oh, that's exactly what I have. Yes. yes. And I thought she was going to stab me. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, I was, she was just like, and she had the she had the spatula, and I thought I was going to get you know slapped across the face. Yeah. But <laughs> apart from that, it was beautiful. But you know, it, I just think, well, here it is. It's the breakfast buffet. I think I'm entitled to. You know, it's not something you make at home, is it? An egg no. white omelette, and you and you separate the four yolks and put them aside. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so what do you do with the yolks? You cook them into something else yeah, afterwards. No. Yeah. Make, maybe make an aioli. Make something for the children. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like service finishing in a kitchen in a restaurant at nine o'clock, and then. And then all of a sudden, five, two, six people walk in, yeah. you know, and you've cleaned up because it's been a quietish kind of night. So I understand how the chef felt, Jack. <laughs> so, sorry, Jack. Yes. I, look, t- I can imagine you on the show of Survivor. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want you to do a celebrity Survivor, whatever. <laughs> celebrity just to try I know what it was. What? I tell you why she was grouchy. Because you probably mm. went there at three minutes to nine when the buffet was closing. <laughs> she... I may have. Oh, <laughs> there it is. In her gym jams too. <laughs> yeah, no, she wasn't uh, very, very happy with me at all. Um, so speaking of kitchens, so we should announce the winner of our 400 Grady competition. Yes. Yep. And it goes, gives me great pleasure. Lovely Melbourne couple by the name of Casey and Tim Onkeens. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited oh, for Congratulations. Well, it's better than yeah, the effect amazing. I had last week. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you've worked, we've worked on that yeah. during the week. Well done. Rather than... <laughs> that's what happens when you don't make the pizza correctly. Uh, correct. <laughs> so we'll be getting in touch with Casey and Tim and they're going to have a lovely date night or day, date day going out and learning how to make pizza, which is great. So thank you again to everyone. If you want to be involved in future competitions, you must go to our Facebook page, The Breakfast Stable on Facebook and also Instagram, The Breakfast Stable and Twitter, Breakfast Stable. So now, should we get into a bit of AFL? Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Okay. What am I doing? Okay, well, well. (laughs) Am I playing something here or no? No, Pete. Pete. Okay, well, I mean, look, I I think the cracking game so far of the round is actually Collingwood and Sydney on Friday night. Mm -hmm. Um, Up in Sydney, look, that was a great game. It Mm -hmm. topsy-turvy. Sydney really came back at them, but the Swans, um, you know, they just fell short. Collingwood's defence really held out well. Mm -hmm. I tipped the Swans. Yeah. Well, you would in Sydney too. Mm, so. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. But then what I do want to really talk about, um, Brad Scott mm. finishing um, at North Melbourne and it's it's all over, that's it. Um, and North actually, they sent him off in the best way possible. It was by nice. actually, uh, you know, a good win over the Western Bulldogs, um, you know, by 25 points. You know, and that was once again, it was a close game, came up three-quarter time. North Kiss kicked away. Good way to finish off. Brad Scott, where's he going to go? Well, there's a certain game today between Carlton and St Kilda. I'm throwing this one out there, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. (laughs) Because I reckon whoever loses today out of um, Carlton and St Kilda, Mm. they are the proposed clubs where Brad Scott will end up coaching. Mm. 
That's an interesting theory, Petey. Yeah, it is. It is. I honestly reckon two weeks will be... Yes. Carlton. <laughs> oh, you think it'll be Carlton then? Yeah, I do, actually. Mm. I reckon Bolton's gone, man. I reckon Bolton's gone. Frank's just <laughs> shaking yeah, his head. <laughs> oh, no, well, look, that's it. it will be interesting to see where he, he ends up in the next couple of weeks um, and whether there will be an announcement or whether he might just want to take a bit of a break as well. So, But obviously for North, it's going to be the beginning of a whole other you know, phase for them, hopefully, um, because they have been in the wilderness quite, for quite some time. So it'd be great to see that club. Yeah, it was actually... Um, so Carlton. Yeah. Well, it was actually, Lee Matthews came out last night just, just actually saying that the best thing for Brad Scott to do was to actually take 12 months off out of the game mm. um, and really just gather his thoughts, gather what he wants to do as a career uh, moving forward. But who knows? But I, I think, um, look, he'd be a good fit at Carlton. Yeah. Right, that's what I think anyway. And then, of course, last night we also had the uh, dream time at the G between Essendon and Richmond, which was a great um, spectacle, I think, and the way that they've shaped that whole event um, was amazing and that pre-game ceremony is just such an amazing step forward in how the AFL are really trying to stamp out the whole idea of, you know, racism, vilification around the game and just um, a very, you know, very uniting um, way. And, Frank, you had um, one of your uh, acts sort of yeah, working so We've got a kid named Royston who was on, on TV last year, and he's a, um, a Indigenous kid from Queensland. So he's, we've actually moved him to Melbourne. He's actually staying with one of our business partners and living with him. And, okay. And he actually did the um, performed yesterday, and they did the walk, and he actually walked with Archie Roach down, and there was about wow. I think ten to fifteen thousand people yes. did the whole walk in yes. that weather as well, mind oh, you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was pretty cool. So then you went to seen the game. Yes, and I watched it and. Being a bomber supporter, obviously, I just sit there and, you know, shake my head for about three quarters of it. And then I woke up in the fourth quarter when we started to come back, which we looked like, you know, we got within about How, 12. How's Tip and Woody? That tackle that he did on Dustin Martin mm. was one of the best things I've ever seen in football. He's got some speed. He's a fast, fast oh. player. He's, I love oh. him when he's... I love him when he's in full flight. So, look, it was disappointing. Obviously, for me, we ended up losing by 23 points. But it was good to see that they started to push back again in the fourth quarter and really started to lock Richmond down. But um, And then we also have got um, the Cats defeated the Suns by 27. Um, West Coast defeated Adelaide in Adelaide by 12 points as well. So And then we've still got a big afternoon football left. Um, Catherine, you're heading off to... Sydney, aren't you? I am heading off to Sydney and I'll talk to you a little bit about that later on. (laughs) And uh, Helen, you had a bit of a confronting moment this week as well. Oh, yes. I had to get my breasts checked. Um, We we do, us us ladies. um, So that was my health and wellness... Um, bit for today, so I did do my you homework. You did your homework, I'm glad yes, I did. did. And mm. went to the most amazing Dr Chantelle Thornton, who is a breast cancer um, a surgeon specialist, and uh, she uh, built some new rooms uh, in Richmond and mm. invited me to come and visit. I said, oh, absolutely, I'll come and see you. And she says, would you like to get a mammogram while while you're here? Would you like and to get I a mammogram? And I wanted <laughs> to say, uh, no. <laughs> But I was too embarrassed to, mm. so I was. Uh, I basically said, "Oh, okay," mm. um, and went and had a mammogram and and uh, an ultrasound. Best thing that I did. It's, so it's well very done. important to do it because very my important. wife is a breast cancer survivor. Oh, wow. so 
she Very she important. found the, this is now ten years. Wow, uh, she found the lump. Mm. And yep. it's all, you know, she's still here, thank God. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? So important. Yeah, Amazing. very important to we get We have checked. to get over ourselves and just do it, ladies. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. We do, we do. I did it. I'm mm, proud. Well very proud of you. Very proud. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Helen. Congratulations. And that's a very good and great message, too, for everyone to always remember to, you know, self-health is very important. Absolutely. 16 past seven. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. At 21 past seven, time for... something yummy to be spoken about with Pete Hilkey. Absolutely. Hey, Pete. Hi, it's pancakes today. <laughs> <laughs> I make the best pancakes. You know. oh, well, can somebody bring them in next morning? Yeah, I know. We need, okay. a bit of, we need, yeah. We need some breakfast food. Um, <laughs> so, Petty, what have you been up to this week? You've been out and about once again. You've got, we need a little van for you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, this week I actually went up to Yarra Valley Caviar on Monday and Tuesday mm, with yes. about, um, all up around about 60 chefs. Um, from two distributors. It was absolutely fantastic. So we had um, our Appalachian, our Sydney Rock Oysters mm-hmm. up there, um, really just matching them with some Yarra Valley caviar, a bit of rosé, <sighs> you know, shucked about 40, 50 dozen over a couple of days Damn. and just... Where are our invites? Yeah, just <laughs> invites, please. <laughs> it, this is a... a, a chef event, isn't it? Because I actually looked up after yeah. our show to see if consumers could go, but we couldn't. Now, okay, I'm about to throw a little good note your way, young please, Catherine. Please, Young Catherine's here. Um, is that if you actually do go, you can give them a buzz if you've got like four or five and they'll actually allow you to come in and actually have a look. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, the great thing is, once you actually get... They've got this outdoor kitchen. That is absolutely superb, and I mean superb. The setup is great. Uh, we had the actual oysters on hay bales. Oh, oh. just yeah. shucking away. Mm. They got the table. Oh. So Ian Curley was actually up there cooking the lunch for okay. the chefs. What a nice bloke Ian Curley oh, is too. You, you got to love. You got to love curls. Mm. So he's up there. He's cooking the lunch on there, shucking the oysters. Um, chefs come up. Obviously, they do a bit of a masterclass around the caviar. Um, then all of a sudden, you know, they've come over. They tried tried the oysters, caviar. Rosé, and then we're all having a few drinks, networking. Life is pretty good, my yeah. friends. Life is pretty good. What is, what is your favourite caviar, Pete? Like, which which one? The sturgeon. <laughs> and that would be what? Beluga? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, beluga caviar is absolutely sensational. Mm. And, and on a Sydney Rock Oyster. But a Sydney Rock Oyster, actually, that's got five pit stopper flavours that really come through, where the Pacific Oyster has just got one complete flavour. Um, and when you actually put the blue caviar with it, it just takes it to such a different level that your palate is just doing the happy dance like you would not believe, <sighs> which is absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, two days up there. must admit, the drive through what they call the spurs up, yes. up through uh, Lake Hilton, oh, it is... Not abs- the black spur. Yeah, well, black spur, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When uh, you've got low cloud... Mm. And you're just taking your time through, and there's nobody else around, complete and utter serenity, my friends. Mm. But then again, shucking oysters, 15 dozen on the Monday and the Tuesday morning, there's nobody around. You've got this little stream beside where we were shucking, and it's just trickling over the rocks. Oh. And it's just completely, 
an utterly the heavenly... serenity. Oh, it was. It was. And then someone walks around the corner and they start talking. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a lucky man. You Absolutely. get to do some wonderful things and we're very blessed that we get to hear about all these great um, food events that go on around Melbourne. And which is um, leading into what's coming up next weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, next weekend I've got the Good Food and Wine Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So even on Sunday, we'll come in, do the radio show, mm. go back, get ready and then head back in. Where is that being held? Is that at, at Jeff's Shed. shed. Mm. Yep, in at Jeff's Shed. So three days of complete madness with food. And it's awesome. Um, I think, you know, you can go in there, you can purchase a glass yes. um, to go and do your tastings. Um, gets a bit rowdy by the end of the day. I, I was about to say, who's done that? Who's I have. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I'm actually, Not the rowdy bit. No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually doing oysters and uh, some Humpty Doo barramundi sashimi. Um, so I've got some... Um, oh, just got some... Uh, oh, geez, for the life of Brian. You know, it's one of those things where you just go completely some blank. Sashimi-grade Oh, food. no, we've got the sashimi barramundi, mm. but I've just got the, the condiments oh, that are actually going with it as well. I've just mm. gone blank on that one. And you're doing... You're, you're doing it's not the Exactly right. There you go. You can have a blank one on a Sunday morning. Why? Because it's me, Pete Helke. That's right. Um, so who are you doing that for, Pete? You're doing cooking demonstration. Yeah, so I'm actually doing the, um, the demo. So there's um, myself, there's you got Hewan, uh, oh, Salmon, mm. and you've got Cleansies. We're here in Massa Kingfish as well, um, which is actually going to be fantastic. But I just want to drop this one, though. I'm going to digress, really go away from that for a second, because guess what? If you're travelling down to Hobart anywhere, time, very, very soon, Lucy Liu are opening in Hobart. Michael Lambie. Really? Yeah, Michael Lambie. How amazing. Yeah, I was, love I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> Look, really, really nice. Actually, I was going from a walk the other day. I'm coming from one end. I see this guy in my peripheral and say, oh, g'day, Mike. So we're just, you know, he's going to the pub. I'm doing my walk. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, I can't keep up with you. And he's taller than me. Mm. Oh, my God, I'm feeling good. Oh, so you've done some wellness. Thank you very much. Mm. I think that was a nice... Nice segue. <laughs> yeah, nice <laughs> well, I wanted to check if everybody's done their homework. So, Pete, you've done yours. What yeah, was it? And, and I did... Oh, well, I asked everybody last week after our little wellness seg- segment and our spraying of lavender that put everybody to sleep in the studio <laughs> to, to go off and do some little few minutes of mindfulness and set themselves up for a positive day and just wanted to check in who's done what. Helen, we know you've you've done something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Press check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not sure that really counts, but okay, very proud of you. And Pete, you did some walking. Yeah, well, so yes, I did 20 kilometres yesterday. I feel like my hips are oh, about to great. pop out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, which is a bit of a different one for me. So <laughs> next week you'll be walking with the Zimmer frame if you see Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll be straddling around the streets of South Melbourne with his Zimmer frame. Hello, everybody. I'm here. It's definitely put me to shame. Oh, oh well, look, what, what I normally do, and I do this most weekend days, both days, so straight after here I head down to Studley Park Boathouse. And it's like it's nice. a little bit of my haunt. And, Helen, we did a, yes. a business shoot there last year, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah, uh, so... Oh. Or one of the uh, magazines. Yeah. And we... It's the most beautiful walk. It is. It is so fantastic. The restaurant fantastic. down there is magnificent. Yes. It is. The so, yeah, it look, is. I'm a bit it of is. a regular, I must say, and um, it is the way that I start my weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, I try and get out and do, it's about a 10 kilometre walk for me. 
And even if I'm on my own, which isn't that often, but I use that time to really sort of set myself mm. up for the day and, um, you know, clear my head of all the stuff that's happened during the week and get out of my sort of business head and get into my beautiful, you know, feminine, sensitive side. And that's what I do all weekend. But and on that note, I'm actually going up to Sydney next weekend. So I'll be calling in and talking a little bit more about it. But I'm actually going to the Naturally Good Expo, which is uh, all around health and well-being, And it's the largest expo of its kind for business. So anyone, retailers and um, professionals, practitioners who are in natural health and well-being, organic space in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's wow. massive that we've got mm. that in Australia. Um, health and well-being's kind of pretty much been my whole life for the last 25 years. So I'm going up to present on the Sunday afternoon about the change in retail landscape. Okay. I'm not sure if anybody remembers Daimaru, this swanky, yeah, absolutely. Oh, swanky yeah. Japanese department mm. store. Down on La Trobe Street. Oh, sensational. So that Corner was one of, of our... Trobe and yes. Melbourne Central. Yeah, yeah, Melbourne Central, yeah. Absolutely beautiful, world-class department store. So Aroma Baby was in that store when they started. And then we were in stores like Thomas Duck's Organic, if anybody knows mm. Thomas yes. Duck's. Whole Foods, Macro Whole Foods. Mm. All of these stores have closed down. Yes. So the retail landscape's completely different. We're all shopping online. We've got, you know, stores like Costco that have amazing stores, but then uh, an online sort of um, experience as well. We've got Amazon. We've got so many different things to choose from. Actually, it's, it's funny you, you say the uh, landscapes change. Vicky was actually out just going seeing some of her custom, mm. customers. So Vicky, your wife, who's yeah, got this wonderful um, organic yeah, toy company, yeah, Morden Lil, yeah. Yeah, Morden Lil. And she was saying the amount of now hairdressers and cafes, restaurants, mm. and yeah, that, that's basically exactly what's happening. And yes. she, she came back and said, there's not a lot of shops around anymore. No, no, it's so true. So I guess I'm talking about how that's changed and, and how retailers and small business and brand owners can actually um, navigate that change and, and stay relevant. It's really, really important. So if anyone's around Sydney, mm. uh, Darling Harbour Sunday afternoon, you can register for free and please come to my session and come and say hi. Three uh, words, yes. support small business. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I hear. Thank you. Yes. Very, very, very Definitely. true. And very you're such important. a great presenter too, Catherine. Mm. And I would, yeah, anyone I think that is going thinking about going into business, mm. I and mean, we've all got our own businesses mm. in this studio. And I think the more that you can find out, the knowledge that you can gain from other people who've been there, done that, and done some really hard slogs, yeah, as we all have, it's great to be able to learn. So, yeah, good sure on you. I'm sure it'll be a fantastic event. Thank you. This is the breakfast table on SEN Plus. And we continue 7.36, Jack. This morning we're excited because we've got a bit of a inter special international guest who's um, going to be chatting to us very shortly. Thanks to Helen Riser. You've got a lovely guest today, Mr Glenn Hulley. Yes, we do, from Project Karma. He's the founder. Mm. And uh, Project Karma is an Australian-registered charity dedicated to combating child sex exploitation in both Australia and Southeast Asia through cooperation with law enforcement and government. And we're going to have a chat with Glenn, who is currently in Bali working on a few projects, which I'm sure Glenn will be telling us about. Today's all about Amber Day, uh, which is coming up in two weeks, Saturday the 8th of June. And before we discuss Amber Day, here's a little bit of history about Glen Hulley and Project Karma, uh, which was established in 2015 by former police detective Glen Hulley after witnessing firsthand the exploitation of children in Australia and Asia. 
Project Karma works in multiple areas, such as combating child offenders, working with local and federal law enforcement around Asia, and lobbying the Australian state and federal governments on stricter laws around child sex offenders and the protection of children. Um, and he, in, in August, September, which he's going to quickly talk about, Glenn was in charge of the emergency response operations and processes after the earthquakes in Lombok and Sulawesi. Oh, amazing. So, um, Glenn, are, are you with us? Yes, good morning. How are you? Oh, good morning. Yay, we got you. <laughs> all the way over in Bali. It's all working. Salamat yes. pagi. Salamat pagi. That was Catherine. So, um, Catherine... You've got uh, a I question. do have a quick little question before we get into um, the whole thing about Amber Day. And you'd be very proud of us, Glenn. We're all sitting in here with our Amber um, attire, let's say. So we'll, <laughs> we'll pop a photo up on our Facebook oh, page later see and you, you can see. <laughs> but just to finish off on what Helen was saying and what, what, a, what a, an amazing uh, job you're doing, uh, incredible work. Um, really, really want to understand uh, the work that you're doing. And um, to finish off on that... What exactly are you doing at the moment in the community with these really vulnerable children? Just talk us through that. Yeah, sure. At the moment, uh, we're, we're piloting a, uh, a model that I created uh, over a period of two years uh, through a lot of uh, research on the ground and consulting with uh, local communities, local government, local law enforcement, uh, combined with experience that I've had working in uh, multiple countries in Southeast Asia in this field over the last five years. Uh, and, and basically, we're, we're focusing on uh, anti-child sexual exploitation uh, through a number of different initiatives, mm. uh, including education and awareness programs uh, in schools and villages that we're running. Uh, we're also running uh, investigation teams uh, in conjunction with law enforcement as a, a support role uh, in uh, collation of evidence and uh, putting cases together mm. of these types of crimes and then yes. assisting police uh, in arrest and, and rescue operations. Uh, and we're also running aftercare and rehabilitation programs um, yeah. in, uh, in Bali, uh, where we, we partner with local uh, organisations, local government. Currently, we have nine uh, crisis assessment centres that have Gee. been set up and running in different areas of the island, and uh, we're building capacity into those uh, into those uh, aftercare centres for children that are victims of sexual exploitation and uh, human trafficking. That's really sensational. I've spent a bit of time over in um, Indonesia and Lombok, and um, I know you were involved in that clean-up as... Um, we were talking about before. What was your role in that clean-up operation after the Lombok earthquakes? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we, we we did a lot of work in Bali during the Mount Agung um, mm. evacuations. We we helped assist uh, setting up standard operating procedures in, a, in emergency evacuation centres. Uh, we know during times of disaster, when uh, people are displaced from their local communities, the risk for children uh, for sexual abuse and for human trafficking uh, oh, exponentially shocking. increases. It's, it's hard so, to believe. Uh, yeah. Our work in, yeah, I know mm. it is uh, in those sort of, especially in times like that. Mm. Uh, so, based on our work here in Bali, we were requested by some government agencies to come across to Lombok uh, within t- 24 hours of the, the the first earthquake. We were very fortunate to have a, a local helicopter company in uh, in Bali provide us some free flights to get my team across. Right. And uh, we initially were going over to Lombok to set up uh, like we did in Bali with the uh, evacuation centres. But once we got on the ground, we realised the extent of uh, the disaster, mm. and we really just had to adapt uh, and we moved into an, an immediate disaster response role with the local uh, the local disaster agencies um, and we found ourselves coordinating that for the first few weeks. Um, 
So we were working all over Lombok. Uh, there were four major earthquakes in the period of time that we were there and around 2,000 aftershocks. So I had to keep rotating my team. Uh, but we were able to we were able to uh, utilise uh, foreign volunteers. Uh, the, the government gave us permission to do that, so we ran medical teams. Uh, we ran basic uh, disaster response, mm. and then later on, uh, like we did in Sulawesi as well, uh, we moved into uh, disaster um, management and more long-term uh, projects like building houses, uh, reopening schools, and, uh, and we had a, an aid program that ran for for a good uh, seven or eight months, uh, delivering basic uh, needs: water, food. Um, mm. Lighting power, yeah, uh, basic basic items. Uh, we, we we raised over a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Fantastic, those, both, uh, both those operations, and uh, we've spent all that money into the community now, mm. uh, and uh, things have definitely improved in both locations now. So we're backed away from from the disaster response uh, right. type uh, role, which is really a secondary role for us. Yes, and move back uh, into our into our sentinel model, both in Bali and Lombok focusing on child sexual exploitation. That's wonderful. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, amazing. Now, um, Amber Day is um, what we're here, uh, go, what we want to talk about. Um, Amber Day. Well, yep. Amber Alerts oversees when a child is reported missing to the police and Amber Alert is used to notify the public. Um, and they have overseas, they have all these massive digital signs everywhere, including freeways and highways. Um, and the majority of these cases has led, has led to sexual exploitation, trafficking, and in worst cases, death of the missing children. So this Amber Day, uh, we are asking all Australians to help fight for the rights and protection of every child and to enable this critical ongoing work that Glenn Hulley is doing. Uh, at Project Karma of protecting the children. The goal is to help raise, you know, uh, $200,000 to continue the operations in uh, children's rights advocacy and the protection of our children to put an end to trafficking. Um, so uh, we're going to have eight digital uh, billboards across Melbourne uh, during the uh, campaign over the next two weeks and um, slogans used will be every child deserves a childhood, children are not for sale and what if it was your child? Um, and we they're using the services of my cause and um, uh, with you know with everyone's help with with you know wanting to raise as much money as possible and of course thanks to QMS media they've done all the billboards I can't believe um, yeah, these big figures to QMS media for that Oh, amazing. So, um, Pete, you've got a question for Glenn. Uh, yeah, good day, Glenn. Um, Pete here. What are the stats in Australia for children who go missing or sexually abused? Yeah, look, I guess Australia does suffer these problems, as does every country. Um, the statistics are not as high in Australia as some of these areas that we're working in in Southeast Asia that are known uh, to be some of the worst places in the world for these crimes. But even in Australia, we know that uh, only around one in four or one in five children... Um, sorry, when I say... Uh, uh, it's about one in five ever report these types of crimes uh, occurring uh, when they're a victim. But we know that uh, the research shows that, again, one in four to one in five uh, children will be sexually abused in Australia in their childhood, uh, which, which we find uh, is unacceptable in a, in a country like Australia. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. At 7.48, we continue. Helen? Hi, we're, we're talking about Amber Day, a national fundraising campaign in support of the welfare and protection of children, supporting the work of Project Karma. We've got Glenn Hulley on the line. And Frank has a question for you, Glenn. Thanks, Helen. Glenn, inspirational you are, mate. Quick question. The, the money that, um, for the charity, where, where, how does that go about? What, what do you do with all that? Where does it get distributed? 
Yeah, sure. Look, uh, like I said, our operations are, are currently running uh, with our Sentinel model in Bali and Lombok, and we're looking to expand our model to 11 uh, different countries, 27 different locations. We've already begun uh, um, ad hoc operations in Thailand, uh, Cambodia, Philippines, uh, and we're looking at Vietnam at the moment. So uh, each of our teams, that we, when we create these teams and open these operations, uh, cost us around 100000 per year, so that's Australian dollars. And that goes into our, our Sentinel model programs, uh, which I mentioned before involve the education and awareness programs that we've developed uh, to be taught in villages and schools to uh, bring awareness. We see this as a proactive measure and a preventative measure and a long-term solution to these, uh, to these crimes, bringing awareness to these areas. A lot of people aren't aware that, uh, that in these parts of the world, uh, in Southeast Asia, around 2 million children uh, are abducted and trafficked sexually every year. Uh, and, and to put that in perspective, uh, the whole population of, uh, of New South Wales, there's 1.6 million children. So that is effectively more children than every single child in New South Wales every year that is trafficked uh, and, and used for sexual purposes. That, that we find abhorrent and, uh, and, and something needs to be done about that. So that's where our model focuses on and that's where this money goes. Right. Amazing. Uh, uh, part of our model is, uh, is in the investigation and rescue process. We work very closely with law enforcement and government agencies uh, to, to bring children out of these circumstances and bring uh, offenders to justice. And thirdly, we then uh, have a part of our program that works on the aftercare and rehabilitation of these child victims. And that's what I mentioned before about the, uh, the crisis assessment centres that we're building capacity into that are being run by uh, local government agencies. Amazing, Glenn. Thank you so much. You can help Project Karma rescue and rehabilitated abused children this Amber Day, which is the 8th of June. And um, every child deserves a childhood. So um, please go on to amberday.org.au. Uh, you can also see more uh, incredible stories and the work that Project Karma do on www.projectkarma.org.au and the Project Karma Facebook page, hashtag Amber Day. Thank you so much to Glenn Hulley from Project Karma. Amazing work. Thank you so much, guys, for having me this morning Thanks, and uh, Glenn. getting the message out there. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you so much. And now on a bit of a lighter note, we're very, once again, we're very happy that we've got Uncle Frank back in the studio today for his roundup. Yes, thanks, guys. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, little oh, big things happening this week. So firstly, I got an email during the week. Jimmy Barnes is touring. Now, he's got a new tour. Barnsy. Barnsy, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it's, um, he's got my cr criminal record album that's coming out. It's getting released on the 10th. <laughs> <laughs> Your personal criminal record? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah, guys, that's a long We're talking about track. Frank's indiscretions. He's going to be singing about them on stage with, the, with an orchestra. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, no, we won't go there. That's, that's another, another pass. Anyway, so we've got that going. And also, um, we have also, this is, for me, it's pretty cool. So WWE um, came out last year and they had about 80,000 um, sellouts tickets at the MCG and uh, Rowan, uh, a gentleman uh, PR guy, he actually organised me to go there last year and they're actually touring again this year in October. And there are these two girls from Sydney, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and they are now the WWE Women's Tag Team World Champions. Ooh, now, for good. Australian girls, wow. and these guys here are so big in America that mm. I wish our own media takes these girls on and, and, you know, just gives them a bit of a shout-out. Mm. So shout-out to these two girls. They're, mm. they're smashing Fabulous. it overseas. And, also, and the tickets are available on Ticketech.com and May 28th uh, they'll be up for sale. Mm -hmm. Now, my biggest thing for me, KISS... 
Oh. Touring. If you can find me a Kiss song, I will kiss you, oh. please. <laughs> so Kiss are touring. Now, I um, I do have a chat with uh, Andrew McManus, who is touring yes. um, Kiss, and I caught up with Kiss in 2012, and that was one of the biggest things of my oh, career. Yeah, my what a life. highlight. And, and these guys... I'm six foot two. These guys are six foot seven when they're wearing their big platforms. Yeah. Oh, Did okay. you see them in the full garb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Backstage, yeah. yeah shaking, oh, shaking. Wow. And, and basically, so they're, it's end of road tour, and now they already announced their tour during the week. But then out of left field, I actually caught up with Andrew at some really cool venue called venue called Daha. Oh. <laughs> um, so basically, caught up with him during the week, and oh, he, was, he told me ah, that. Here we go. Woo! So Andrew has basically just told me that um, they're announcing their final Australian concert ever. This is it. No Are you more. sure? Like, this is this is not one of this those This is not a John Farnham one. Farnsey no. sort of comes out of retirement so every other year. So November, One World Entertainment are organising it and they chose Melbourne. We are so lucky. They could have chosen Sydney. I'm so there. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all there. So there. <laughs> we're going to be the roadies, the kids backstage, whatever you want. So, um, yeah, so basically the tickets are, are on Wednesday, 29th of May. Um, and they're on sale. Will they be Kiss Unmasked or they're going to no, be in no, the full, full makeup? I, I oh, want it to be full makeup. I need oh, absolutely. It's got to be. I need to like, give a big hug and have Hello. makeup rubbing in my face. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thank you, one well. So that's what I've got for this week. And yes. just quickly, just yes. R.I.P. Nicky Lauda, what a great oh, Grand Prix driver. Yeah. And his last Grand Prix was in 85 in Australia. So And he went through a lot with his Grand Prix history. So, yeah, R.I.P. team as well. Mm. Thanks, thank you, guys. Frankie. So well-researched as well. You're, you just know everything about everything. Very similar, of course, to this other gorgeous <laughs> lady. Well, we've had a few events. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, oh, a bit Party event party, information. Party, party. Yeah, yeah. Um, so many functions on and events mm. on this week. Um, like uh, Laura Wellness, uh, Catherine, I know. I'm going to get you there. Oh, such a small um, world. <laughs> and they opened up this week. Uh, they're also High Bar above Tusk on Chapel Street. Beautiful little wine bar um, with little singers um, and a tiny, tiny little bar, a little hidden getaway. And also Eat Street was on at Sofitel. That's right, yeah. And we do have um, our launch at Daha. At the Tomorrow most night. gorgeous Ooh. venue. I know, we're being unleashed on the views. unsuspecting public tomorrow night. I know, <laughs> I know. It's so very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful city views, actually. Yeah, it it's is. a beautiful yeah, venue. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. Super mm-hmm. proud of you, Frankie. You've done a great job with no, that. That's good. Actually, we're, we've got a pretty cool PR lady that's been looking after us. Yeah, so. how good. Yeah, yeah she's all right, that HR PR. <laughs> <laughs> also, just to mention um, Lazarus, um, that uh, they launched um, this week as well, the production company company at the Playhouse uh, in Melbourne. The so Bowie play. The David Bowie yeah, play. Uh, so it's by David Bowie and Ender Walsh. Walsh and the music, it's very powerful, um, very powerful production. It's interesting so. how there's been sort of a shift uh, more recently, both maybe in productions and also movies, looking at biopics about mm. rock bands. And, Absolutely. And I was at the uh, Rocketman preview last night oh, at Como. How was that? Oh, that oh, would it was been sensational. Amazing. Look, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I loved the music and I mm. thought it was fantastic. Mm. Um, it, it left out a couple of things like the Princess Diana connection, but apart from that, I, th- I thought it was pretty mm. good. And um, No spoilers. No, I'm not no telling spoilers. you anything. Mm. Hey, I'll tell you one movie I'm really looking forward to seeing. It's called Yesterday. Okay. It's about... Oh. The Beatles? The, well, yes, in a way. There's a 
all of a sudden there's a giant blackout around the world. There's a guy who uh, gets knocked off a bicycle and he gets put into hospital and he's the only one who can remember the Beatles. Yeah. And nobody yeah, else seen the can remember. Oh, oh I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube. It's called Yesterday. Just look up Yesterday Movie. Okay. And, oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Does he come yeah. out of? So he he's the only one that not remembers the, the Beatles. Beatles because no he starts playing done. Yesterday yeah. on his guitar Amazing. and they go, "When did you write that?" And he goes, oh. "I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it." And he goes, "Who?" <laughs> oh, it's a great premise. Wow, wow. And Petey, um, you've got a few things coming up this week too. What's what's happening? Yeah, with you? look, other than the good food and wine show, but just for the lovers mm. of the round ball game, don't forget next weekend, my friends, the Champions League final is on. Come on, you Spurs. Yeah, Liverpool and Tottenham, the oh, coys. Sadness about Muskie as well at victory. Yeah, yes. yes. he's had a good run. They he had, had a great you know, run. Great career. So you know, I think it's their time for the, someone else. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, absolutely. I, you know, look, soccer, soccer. It's an interesting game, the round ball game. But I tell you what, get on board next weekend because I tell you what, I still, I'm still going four one to Liverpool for the Champions League final. Right, I'm still digging that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll trust right. you to come back with all yes. the summary about that. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Helen. So, any anything else coming up that we need to know about? That that's sort of your roundup for the week. Well, we did last week. We had David Mort, uh, da- Darren Morton yes, from yeah. Tommy and yes. Tiger Terry Book Launch. Yes. So that's on at Parliament House this Thursday night. Okay. I've uh, got ministers of Parliament and High Court judges and lawyers all coming to launch this book that's about family violence and separation. Yes. I look forward Told to joining through you there. the eyes of a mm. child. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that'll be amazing. You get in, involved in such wonderful cause with I such do, wonderful yeah. causes I and do. and can highlight the amazing work of people doing really incredible things around Melbourne. So not only, you know, I do do a lot of corporate stuff, but you do a great job, honestly. Thank you. um, Well done to you, Miss Helen. And then next week we have got a former AFL player and the CEO of um, someone you also know, um, Lance Piccioni from the Love Me, Love You Foundation. He's going to be in the studio next week, so we're going to get to chat to him about um, some of the wonderful work that um, he's got coming up as well. So big show next week. Huge show next Next week. Uh, great to see you guys again. We'll do it all again next week. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Thanks guys. Ed. Thanks, Have guys. A great Sunday. Sunday.